Welcome everyone to the live broadcast of the Heaven on Earth Prayer Collective. My name is Kyra and I am the author of the Sophia Code. The Heaven on Earth Prayer Collective, we've been gathering for years. Uh, this is an international ministry sponsored by the Sophia Code Foundation to offer free ascension education tools and teachings worldwide. And um, I just want to thank all of our members. And for those of you who are new, welcome to the sacred space that is dedicated to be a safe space for your spiritual awakening to sovereignty, to the truth of your own divinity. The Sophia Code is a sacred text that was given to us by a high council of ascended masters. And this high council asked us to call them the Sophia Dragon Tribe. And they are exceptional master teachers for how to actively and daily embody your sovereign divinity, embody your higher self. Um, it's another way of saying that. And to step into your divine purpose and deepen in your connection directly with your own source and with lightworkers all over the world that are here to serve a similar angelic mission. So if you're new to the sacred space, please know that all names of God are welcome here. Uh, we call the source, um, the divine mother aspect of the source and actually the divine father, um, the Sophia source in the book, the Sophia code. But again, whatever you call upon for the name of God is welcome here. And um, what, what we, what we share in the Sophia Code is that all names point to that one source of divine love, uh, that one light of creator creatrix that's given us life, uh, that created this planet, that created this cosmos, this, uni this universe of form, multiverse of form, as well as the light and the fire of your own sovereign soul. And that's what we're all about here in the Sophia Code movement. It is reflecting back to you as we embody the, these teachings to the best of our ability, the truth, the power, the clarity of your own sovereign di divine light, the very sovereign soul that was given to you is here to shine as a beacon of hope, faith, and divine love for this world. And what a time to choose to be on the planet uh, there <laughs> continues to be countless reasons why you wouldn't want to be on the planet at this time, given the unending addiction that humanity has to drama, dualism, and war and rape consciousness. However, um, that's exactly why we did come here. We came here to ground and anchor the peace of God on this planet and we call that peace of God, um, Christ consciousness or Buddha consciousness, uh, when it is an active principle within a human embodiment or any embodiment for that matter. So we consider the light of your sovereign divinity, the light of your soul to be a part of Christ consciousness, that it is Christ consciousness that or again, Buddha consciousness, we use those two words interchangeably, that can be revealed to your own human mind, to your own awareness, and actually practiced 
as a perspective within you that you can choose again and again so that over time, your human awareness becomes integrated with your higher self-consciousness. Your human awareness begins to merge into the light of that divinity. And so you begin to, op your thought processes, even the emotions you feel, the ability to expand your consciousness becomes easier and more frequent. And over time, the choices that you begin to make build a new foundation of sovereignty in your life. And I've personally found in my own journey of spiritual awakening and just the daily spiritual walk, it, it's that this topic of self-love, uh, a topic that we have been sharing about and talking about and diving into throughout the month of February uh, during our KR Daily Transmissions on YouTube Live, we've been, I believe that self-love is the foundation for finally accepting the truth of your sovereign divinity. What's amazing to me about humanity is how much it hates itself, how much humanity has been programmed and conditioned to turn away from its own heart. For years, it, it deeply saddened me. And thankfully, uh, when I was given the gift to channel this vehicle into this world, I felt an immense renewed faith that these teachings were here to counterbalance, to bring harmony to so much of that hatred within humanity that then gets externalized as hatred outwardly, that the Sophia Code was here to shine a massive light on all of the reasons why we are here to love ourselves completely and fully and wholly. Like, there are 10,000 times 10,000 times 10,000 times infinity reasons to love yourself and for humanity to choose to love its own heart. And yet, as we all know, when we do finally decide that we're worth the journey of learning how to love our own hearts, and we choose to step upon that path, that looks so beautiful with all the self-love flowers, the pink flowers and the rose petals and the bubble baths. And we think, oh, what a wonderful path to embark upon. And yet don't we discover that that path of self-love has some sunny meadows, but also some incredibly dark valleys where we have to go within the underbelly of our consciousness and finally, finally face those spaces and places within us that need to be reconciled with abandoned outposts within our own hearts that maybe we haven't seen since childhood or even another lifetime and it's those places within us that have been abused or programmed or traumatized or simply coerced into belief systems that belittle or minimize your true value, your true worth, it, it takes courage. It takes the heart of a spiritual warrior to go within those places that we would rather just quietly tiptoe away from. 
And I want to send out such a huge heart hug from my heart to yours and gratitude for everyone's willingness to stop tiptoeing away from some of those darker uh, spaces and outposts within you and choosing to stay this month. I've been reading your feedback um, on those YouTube KR Daily Transmissions and of course on the Prayer Collective Replace and it's been so beautiful to hear your stories, to read your reflections, to feel how you're choosing to expand your heart and not contract your heart, how you're choosing to make new choices that are unfamiliar and vulnerable, but you know they're choices that are founded in self-love. And it's so special to witness how you are supporting one another and celebrating each other's success and compassionately witnessing each other's feedback um, during the live chats. I just really want to turn that mirror to each and every one of us in gratitude and appreciation uh, for our community's evolutionary growth and willingness to uh, prosper through self-love in February. I use that word pros prosper intentionally because prosperity is, of course, includes financial well-being, but Prosperity is, a, is, a, is the resonance of, of choosing to be fully alive and engaged with life. And when you are fully alive and willing to be open to both the medicine, the teachings, as well as the blessings and the bliss of life, the biofeedback that you receive back from life is so harmonious and so aligned that it actually leads you to prosper and thrive at, a, at an even more amplified level. And it's only through self-love that we can actually receive the blessings, the bliss of that prosperity that we are cultivating, receive it back into our hearts. Here's why self-hatred is so dangerous. Here's why not acknowledging your personal growth is so detrimental. It's because it doesn't allow you to receive what's already yours. And it doesn't allow you to fully engage with a life that's ready to bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you in every moment of every day. And so the journey of self-love, which is going to be the topic for this evening, includes loving yourself, especially in the in-between space. I asked the Ascended Masters, what do we need to talk about tonight? And they said, self-love in the in-between space. The in-between space where you are moving from releasing unconsciously held self-sabotage, self-hatred, self-abandonment, but you're not quite to the God's country within your own heart of like radical, pure-hearted, uh, and generous self-love towards yourself. Now you might be feeling that kind of self-love in, in some aspects of your life. But like I said, that when you put your feet on the path of self-love, there's that path is a winding path. It's a daily path. And, and you don't know where that path is going to take you. One day you're going to be walking through a meadow and it's sun shining and birds are singing in the trees and there's sweet flowers. And then the very next day, the path could go down deep into a dark forest 
and there's some muddy pools and something's turned over in the path that you got to crawl over or crawl under. And it's like, what is that a symbol of? There's, there's a place that wants to be cleared out by the path of self-love. Those flowers, those moments of grace where we, where we easily feel love for ourselves, we drink those moments in because there's more moments coming where it's not going to feel like flowers and sunshine. It's going to feel more like skulls and swords sometimes when you're trying to love a part of yourself that has been rejected by yourself for a long time. Who's the one that's guiding where the path goes? It's your higher self. Everything is perfectly unfolding according to the path of your higher self. Your higher self has a perfect divine plan. Your higher self is connected directly to your source, whatever you call God. We call God Sophia in the Sophia Code, but whatever you call God, that source energy and your own divinity, your own divine soul, the, the co-creation of your personal divinity with the divinity of all that is, has a divine plan for your greatest healing, your greatest empowerment, your greatest journey of self-love that could ever be embarked upon. The adventure of self-love has already been designed and destined by your own soul before you ever came here. I invite you for a moment to visualize that there is a place along the path of self-love, right? Just walked out of the meadow, was super fabulous. There's maybe some prancing deer or a happy little bunny in the flowers. You're like, oh my God, I love myself so much today. This is the best day ever. And then you wake up to a Tuesday and all of a sudden there's thunderstorms and trees are cracking around you and you're in a dark part of the forest and you had no idea how you got there. Who is walking beside you, within you and all around you? It's your higher self. Your higher self is the compassionate guide, the inner teacher. Your higher self is the, the, the master healer. <laughs> Somebody wrote in a comment in the chat that's pretty funny. Usually that's how Tuesdays actually feel for me. <laughs> Same, I love that. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that comment. Yeah, it's like, you know, that, that moment that you arrive to that super like treacherous part of the path, and you're like, oh my God, like the ego is raging. Maybe there's some traumatic memories that are storming. Uh, there might be a part of your heart that's like, you'll never be able to love me enough. I'll always be this upset. And you might ask yourself, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Did somehow I disappoint God, <laughs> life? Like, how did I end up in the briar patch? You know, and it's, here's the thing. Because you were able to allow yourself a day in the meadow with the flowers and the bunnies, the sunshine of self-acceptance, you generated enough strength and emotional safety within your own heart that your higher self then could guide you to a place where you could bring that sunshine 
and that peace and that gentleness of that bunny medicine or that deer medicine of like rapid transformation. That's deer medicine is rapid transformation through gentleness towards your own heart and others. And so it's the ascended master's message for us this evening is like, it's important to remember that if you've been cruising along, feeling really happy in your self-love practice, and then it feels like you're hitting this speed bump that manages to like shake the whole car because you didn't even know you were going like 35 miles per hour over a speed bump or faster for God's sake. It's like that self-love builds momentum along the path of where you're going next. So if you, you are feeling a great deal of goodness towards your own heart, what that, what, what that is doing is it's cultivating the courage, strength, and grace to bring that love to those places within you that have been waiting for that same love. And when that happens, again, <laughs> you say this again, Lightworkers, earth angels tend to blame themselves and or God or their partners or their job or whatever, fill in the blank, that seems to be the externalized situation. And they say, what happened? What did I do wrong? What's going on here? And none of that is what's happening. I mean, maybe there's something that needs to be cleaned up in the workplace or in your, you know, in a, in a personal life moment, but ultimately when we begin to generate self-love, it strengthens us and emboldens us to begin to love those parts of ourselves that have, been that have felt extremely difficult to love in the past. And so you're confronted with those more difficult parts of the, where the path is taking you, the path of self-love. And you're saying, wow, I could hightail it back to the meadow behind me. But if you actually look to turn around behind you to run back, there's no meadow there. There's nothing there. Because the path of self-love only moves forward. So I think people often feel as though they relapse on the path of self-love. But here's the thing with love. It's the most powerful force in the universe. It's the most powerful energy in the universe. And when you, when you experience a certain level of love for yourself, there is no going backwards. It's just like in the matrix where Neo is told, like, once you take the red pill, there's no unred pilling yourself. It's the same thing with love. The more you practice loving your own heart, even if it's in the tiniest increments of just doing something a little bit more gentle towards yourself or exploring a new pattern of belief system that is far more gracious than what you've been putting yourself through with a particular subject matter. Practicing love puts you on a path that there's no turning back from. So what happens is it can often feel confusing because people might feel like, well, I was loving myself and then everything started to explode. <laughs> That's why you got to step into the explosion. You loved yourself enough to finally face the part of yourself that has been exploding all along. I'm gonna say that one more time. <laughs> 
when you begin to have a committed self-love practice, which is what we all committed to at our New Year's Sovereign Awakening celebration and what we deepened in our commitment to here in February during our self-love month, when you have that practice, when you say yes to yourself like that, that love is contagious. It's relentless. It's not going to give up on you. Even if there's a part of your consciousness that wants to give up on you. The truth is that the more you practice self-love, there's no turning back. You can't turn back and be in codependent relationships the same way again. I mean, you can try, but they're just not going to function in their dysfunction the same way that it was serving the dysfunctional purpose of why you were in that codependent relationship to begin with. The codependency becomes unbearable because the sovereignty of your self-love becomes too delicious to want to turn away from, too satisfying, too fulfilling. The sovereignty of self-love is so fulfilling for your being that even if you get one taste of it, you're hooked. You want a whole meal and then you want every meal and then you want like you want a lifetime of eating at the feast of true sovereignty that can only happen through self-love. Because your sovereignty is already you. But this path of self-love is the journey from waking up from the nightmare illusion that you are separate from what you already are. And you're walking along the path of self-love, awakening out of a dream to the truth of reality. That's why I often teach, we are becoming sober to our sovereignty. People always associate the word sobriety with addiction to alcohol or drugs or an eating disorder, but those are simply externalized manifestations of self-hatred and self-abandonment. Sobriety is so much bigger than that. Because you can overcome an addiction and still be hating yourself in other ways privately that nobody can see. Oh, I stopped drinking, but I'm still hating myself at home and no one knows. Just like, no, becoming sober to the truth of your sovereignty is when you are awakening from the nightmare of self-hatred and you are becoming awakening into a lucid, clear, awakened dream of living in reality and the true reality is love. It is divine love. It is perfect love, which is what you are. The truth of reality is our sovereign divinity. For whatever reason, this planet has been torn apart by a spiritual battle for literally thousands of years of dualism between you know, the, the, the complete separation of our minds and our hearts from the truth of divine love. So when you are on that path and you find yourself moving from the meadow with the pink flowers and the singing birds and the sweet little bouncing deers and bouncing bunnies, and you're just bopping along feeling so good. And all of a sudden, you wake up one day to get up on that and you're walking on that path again and it's leading into that creepy part of the forest where you're always afraid to go 
and there's a big obstacle in the path and there's lightning starts. It's just like, what is going on, right? What can happen is people can get stuck at that part of the path and just hang out there for a really long time. But like I said, they can't go backwards because anything that's already happened, it's done. It doesn't exist anymore. Love is too powerful. Love is too much grace for there to be a turning back. Even if somebody even fell back into an addiction, it's literally just another springboard into the, their full liberation. It's never going to be the same experience. And this is, in, this is an important message of coming through from the Ascended Masters this evening. No matter where you feel stuck or stagnant in your path of self-love, ask yourself this question, how can I be more, more curious about this part of the forest? How can I ask better questions about where self-love has guided me in this present moment? Am I really stuck? Am I really going backwards? Or did I finally arrive to the next place within me that is ready to receive the sunshine, the gentleness, the fierce grace, the divine love of my own heart towards myself? And for a moment, I just, um, I ask that we practice visualizing something together. And that would be, let's just visualize that somehow you ended up in a part of the forest where the lightning's cracking, the animals have all gone hidden away in their trees uh, behind the bushes. And it appears as though there's no one there in that dark, creepy part of the forest. And I want, I invite you in this moment to take a deep breath and just stand there on the path. Maybe, maybe a big tree has knocked over and is in the middle of your path. There's no way to move forward, right? <laughs> okay. Visualize just standing there at the path. You don't have to do anything. Just stand there. The lightning's not going to strike you. You might feel raindrops on your face. You might feel tears coming down your face, but you are standing on the path of self-love. And that's where you are standing within this forest. And that is what is real. Whatever's in front of you is temporary and it's communicating to you a message of what is ready to receive your love. What is ready to receive your acknowledgement, your recognition, it might even be another version of you from a different part of your life that comes forward out of the forest that wants to have a conversation with you and share with you what's going on in this part of your forest. Why the tree got knocked down, where the animals are hiding, what they're afraid of, what you're afraid of. And in this moment, I invite you to feel that you have got this moment because of all the moments that you have loved yourself enough to finally arrive here. This moment isn't a punishment. This moment is the next get to. It's the next reward. It's the next opportunity to become even more expanded in your love and the power of your love. 
So just like in Mary Magdalene's Key Code 5 initiation, when the angels of your higher self appear in, in these beautiful forms before you to have a conversation, I invite you to visualize your higher self with its beautiful angel wings appearing on the path next to you with a chainsaw, all right? And your higher self just winks at you and says, hey, I got this. Do you want help? Would you like me to remove this obstacle from your path? And if you're open to it, you could say yes. And your higher self would say, okay, so just give me a minute here. And your higher self just goes along, just start chopping up that tree and calling in some more angels and some more Ascended Master friends. And before you know it, that tree trunk is, is, is all cleared and you could actually move ahead on that path. But before you do, your higher self might ask you, do you wanna take a deeper look before we move forward to this landscape? Like, what is this lightning sharing with you? What is the dark shadows communicating to you? Why are the, the animals hiding in this part of the forest instead of skipping through the meadow? What are you ready to receive within yourself? What are you ready to embrace within yourself? I'm here for you. Can I help you? Because it's my job to make this easier for you, lighter for you, to shine the light upon what's really ready to get shaken up here and moved forward into a greater consciousness of, of unconditional love. And as your higher self is sharing that, there's this beautiful sunshine that starts to filter through the forest. And it's as though the trees all exhale and there's more space in the scene. It's as though everything becomes expanded because the presence, the angelic guiding light, the divine light of your higher self is the divine intervention of grace. In these moment-by-moment -moment experiences that we have along the path of self-love. We don't have to knot ourselves up and twist ourselves into isolation. Those are exactly the moments in the path of self-love that we invoke our higher self with the chainsaw. <laughs> so clear that path in the forest. And we welcome our angelic guides and the ascended masters to help us with some of this heavy lifting. So that was the, this is the message that the, higher, that the Ascended Masters are asking for us to become present with. Uh, we're you know, halfway through our journey, more than halfway through our journey of self-love in February. And they're saying, what does it feel like to love yourself in the in-between place? Now, the truth of the matter is that most of life is an in-between place. It's a really good practice to walk along the ocean where the water, you know, right along the shoreline, because that shoreline changes with the tides. It's never permanent. There's always an in-between space. So going for a walk at twilight is an excellent time to practice the in-between space. 
twilight is doesn't last for very long and it's an extremely magical moment to reflect upon that transition from the brilliance of the day to the deep soothing you know black of the night sky with the beautiful stars that in between space you know with the tides of the ocean that that happens very quickly as well so what is this revealed to us about the natural course of life. Transitions generally want to move in a, at a rather rapid clip. They are brief moments and, um, and that's why we consider them sacred and we notice them with great curiosity the times that the tide start to change and when twilight you know moves into that spectacular few moments from the sunset into that darkness of the, the night sky it's like it's it's fleeting and it feels precious to us it commemorates the end of the day and, and the opening of the evening and there's that in-between space to reflect on where we're going next and I believe that a lot of people along the spiritual journey, I think you know, we're all so intuitive. There isn't anything we don't really know. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a journey of allowing ourselves to accept how much we already intuitively know within us. And I, I feel and I, in, in my heart that when we watch the natural world and we watch, honestly, how short the seasons really are and we watch these transitions that happen we know the nature of impermanence from birth to life and how things are composted down and new life begins again. It's like, I think when we look at the natural world and, and we notice how fast it actually moves, I think it frightens us because if we were to move with the natural rhythms of life, the way life is moving with its natural rhythms, we would, be, we would be on an accelerated path that might feel a little fast for most people. And that's okay, we don't have to judge any of it. What I'm reflecting back to you is that your higher self knows how accelerated your journey of self-love can be. It knows your highest potential, it knows the momentum that you can create by surrendering every day into this perspective of your higher self, loving you, helping you, guiding you along with all of your spiritual guides, angelic guardians. It's us that holds back from allowing healing and regeneration to happen at that level, at, at that pace. And no one's wrong for it. I'm just speaking it out loud so we can all be a little bit more curious about time and evolution, limitations and the unlimited. There's no right or wrong here, but if we ask great questions, it starts to dislodge the ego structures control over how, over what we perceive or over what we can believe about ourselves. As a survivor of unspeakable trauma and 
trauma that went on for two decades, I have often asked myself in my own journey of self-love, when will the when will all of this healing you know, finally come to an end? I stopped asking myself that question a couple of years ago, but I get that question a lot from light workers all over the world. Oh, but shouldn't this be over now? Shouldn't am I ever gonna not feel pain? And it's just like yes, the answer is yes. You will progress one day into a space where you are not in the same excruciating pain that you may be feeling right now. But I promise you, there is nowhere to get to other than more love. I swear, I swear it. <laughs> and if I heard myself say that even like 15 years ago, I would have been like, whatever lady, forget you. But now I know. I genuinely know, and I pray that if there is someone on the replay that needs to hear these words just the way they're being spoken, I pray this, this land somewhere within you that is deeply supportive. I wish I had had someone tell me years ago, there is nowhere you're getting to, honey, but more love. <laughs> and, you know, more love, yes, it manifests in all sorts of ways that feel more easeful and more graceful. What is holding us all back from receiving the benefits, the external benefits of that self-love more than anything is our unwillingness to accept that we are worthy of our own love, which makes the healing journey that much, much more challenging. And it really slows the wheels down of as far as the accelerated momentum that you can build on your path of self-love. So although something might feel really painful or really challenging to face on your path of self-love, if you're willing to stay there in that part of the forest and really nurture the one who is brave enough to be there, that's how the path opens up. And you are not expected to do to courageously stand there on the path alone, again, you can invoke your higher self moment by moment, your guardian angels, the ascended masters. I mean, I invoke my star family. I mean, talk about getting major help from the stars. It's like when I remember to give in to how much support I have, the path opens up in unexpected ways that I can't control I can't make it happen. It's the love, loving the one within me, the part of me that's being revealed, that's ready to be loved next. That might be an extremely difficult part of myself to love. I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating this. <laughs> there are days where I'm like, whoa, this is what loving yourself looks like. Oh my God. Yeah, this is what loving yourself looks like. I mean, it's radical. You know, there are so many people in the world that are just really out of their center, borderline insane. And we wonder how the saints that we honor, the masters of light that we honor so much, how did they love 
those borderline insane people? How did they just love the obnoxious people, the people that were so arrogant and angry and hateful? It's because they were so committed to this path of loving their own hearts completely and wholly and fully. Not when it just felt good to do it, but when it didn't feel comfortable, when it felt challenging, when it was that part of the forest that they had to sit in, in meditation and prayer and journaling and long walks in nature or long walks down city streets, long car drives, having those conversations with those parts of yourself. The interesting thing about really hanging 10 in those super challenging moments is that when those challenging moments are like when that part of you has received the gift of your self-love in, in a profound way, that part of you like completely opens up in your heart and there's a new space within your heart and you just are filled with a lightness, almost an ecstatic joy. Like, oh my God, what a breakthrough. It's like when a screaming teenager decides that the storm is over and they're like, oh my God, I finally feel seen. Thank you for hearing me. I finally feel understood. I'm so glad that we had this talk. Like, and they throw their arms around you. Whereas like only 20 minutes beforehand, you were the worst person that ever lived, right? You couldn't do anything right. And everything was your fault. This is how we have to love parts of ourselves. We can't take what those words are personal. When there are parts of ourselves screaming out from that dark part of the forest, they, are, they have been yelling for our attention maybe for years, maybe decades. Imagine if you met somebody that you hadn't spoken to in 20 years and you're like, hey, so want to do this with me? Could I have something from you? And they'd be like, dude, I haven't talked to you in 20 years. Who do you think you are? Like, how about a hello? <laughs> this, is, this is the dialogue that self-love is opening us up to. And this is the in-between places. The in-between places are the challenging dialogues and loving the one within you that's willing to have them. Treating them with loving kindness before, during, and after those conversations finding the practices, creating the touchstones in your home and your office, whether it's a soft blanket, a crystal, a teddy bear, a place that you meditate in nature, like touchstones that, that you go to to embrace the one within you that's brave enough to love at this level. So in the Sophia Code, on page 33, chapter four, I have so much love for this chapter because it was one of the hardest chapters for me to write in the Sophia Code. There was just so many concepts that I knew were going to be really challenging for people to read in chapter four. And I didn't want to write them down because of it. And I had to choose through self-love to listen to the Ascended Masters and write it down anyways, because this is the real deal path that they're talking about in chapter four of the Sophia Code on page 33. Paragraph three, the Ascended Masters say, in our work together, we continually invite you 
to embrace your current journey of ascension free from goals of leaving the earth plane before your appointed hour. I'll go in, into what that means in just a moment. And I say, the way is a journey to become joyfully and wholly embodied within the present moment of your physical reality, not by escaping it. From this zero point of total presence, there is no higher realm to ascend to. For you have become the heavenly vibrational reality that you came to express on earth as your own unique key code embodiment. Allow us to activate your cellular soul remembrance. You are now living this important lifetime as an ascended master in training. We intimately know the labyrinth of soul initiations that you are currently navigating in order to fully embody your higher self by activating the Sophia code within your human form. As your overlighting mentors and family of light, we went ahead of you to complete our soul initiations and embody our sovereignty to passionately prepare the way for your own success. This is such a powerful passage in the Sophia Code. I'm gonna just briefly break it down as an important self-love teaching about loving ourselves in that in-between space. So the first sentence of that paragraph three starts with, when you mentor with the Ascended Masters, they're saying, we continually invite you to embrace your current journey of ascension, free from goals of leaving the earth plane before your appointed hour. Okay, what does that mean? I'm going to be really brutally honest here. You know, I never really thought about getting into spirituality at this level because honestly, there were so many people that I have met in the spiritual world over the course of my adult life that are, they're just, they just want to escape. They want to spiritually bypass. It, it honestly can feel like nauseating to witness a lot, like many people thinking they're spiritual, but all they're trying to do is escape their human journey. Now, granted, a big part of that is misinformation about what a spiritual path really is. I mean, we're dealing with thousands of years of religious programming that have taught humanity, that's programmed humanity to believe that, you know, our destination point is somehow outside of ourselves. It's a, it's a punishment and reward system, by the way, that is so abusive. It's abuse programming, the reward and punishment system uh, that creates a codependent dynamic between you and God, you and your source. And what they're saying is here, like, look, ascension happens in the body. Um, not by escaping it. They say the way is a journey to become joyfully and wholly embodied within the present moment. You can't be embodied without your body. <laughs> your body is the key to ascension, right? It happens in the body, the alchemy of your divinity, choosing to have this experience of being human is the alchemy of ascension. And they're saying, you don't get that alchemy 
by constantly trying to get out of the journey. They say you get that alchemy by choosing to be within your journey without goals of leaving the journey. Because you're destined to leave this body at some point. So they're saying free from goals of leaving the earth plane before your appointed hour. What they're saying is like, become so present that the idea of leaving your body as the precious teaching vehicle that you have for this ascension journey becomes inconceivable to you. You don't even think about your death. You don't even think about leaving the earth plane. You are so anchored and grounded and wholly embodied within your human body that the electricity of your higher self is literally becoming the alchemical medicine of every present moment in your daily life. They go on to say, from this zero point of total presence, what is a zero point? The zero point is when, there, when the past and the future collapse into the present moment. Bottom line, the past and the future don't even exist, but it's our minds that create it. So when we collapse, all of our senses to be fully engaged within the present moment, totally unhinged from our attachments to the past and the future, there is what is called a zero point calibration where you are momentarily united in your consciousness with the consciousness of God, because that's the only thing that exists in the present moment is the consciousness of God revealing itself to you fully in that zero point of the present moment. What they're saying is, if you practice to the best of our ability, when we practice this total presence, there's a zero point calibration that happens to our expectations about and the programming about heaven being outside of ourselves. That zero point calibration of total presence guides us to the understanding that the heaven we are seeking outside of ourselves is actually a heavenly vibrational reality that we already are and that we came here to express on earth as our own unique key code embodiment as our own divinity. Boom, whoa, that is huge. So the heaven we've been programmed to think we're going to is actually a resonance of our own divine light, our sovereign divinity that is so blissful, that is so peaceful, that is so prosperous, that is so whole. This is the heaven we are returning to with total presence. This is the divine light. This is the heavenly reality that completely disengages us with codependent manipulative dualism. This is the heavenly reality where we experience the shared and equaled sovereign divinity of all beings, which is the bliss of God in human form. And it is from that space that then you can experience this, the true, truly moving, passionate self-love of the heavenly vibrational reality that you came here to express on earth. That's what they're saying on page 33, the Sophia Code. I mean, what? So good. So good. What, they, what, do, they, what do they seal the sentence up with as your own unique key code embodiment by chapter four <laughs> Sophia dragon tribe is teaching you that you are your own key code 
embodiment of divinity, just like their key codes. Right out of the gates, they are showing you a mirror to your consciousness of total equanimity. Profound. Again, I return back to how we open this call. Most of humanity is so absorbed with its own self-hatred that it cannot see the, the totality of divine love that it already is and the totality of divine love that is constantly and eternally always reflecting back to our own hearts that we are already whole, we are already pure, we are already sovereign, we are already divine. We can't earn it even if we try. It's a vibrational reality. It is a heavenly resonance that is already ours. In the journey of self-love, albeit extremely challenging, is a journey that there's no turning back from. And that is incredible, incredibly good news. That means no matter whatever progress you've made along this journey of self-love, it matters. It's not like something that you lose. This is, this is cultivation that will continue to regenerate you and prepare you for those challenging moments on the path of walking the way as the Ascended Masters teach again and again, walking the way of self-realization of your daily human journey of ascension it happens within the zero point calibration of the present moment where self-love turns your eyes inward to the sacred flame of sovereign divinity that is bright, burning brightly within you regardless of the rising and falling of temporary circumstances where we are healing those places and spaces that got bumped and bruised from the journey of being human. I got a little bit confused or maybe a whole lot confused, but that self-love is the sanity that restores you to the truth of your divinity, which is the medicine and solution for all wounds. If you are already the divine light, then the darkness of any wound will be healed the more you give in to the, the truth of that light within you. Because the more you accept and receive that light within you, the more the love for your own true self begins to blaze brighter and brighter. And you become to, you, you start to experience a softening to being a little more gentler to the one within you that was heroic enough to become human for you to self-realize your divinity within a world of form. I wanna thank each and every one of you um, for joining me for this evening's prayer collective call. Uh, <laughs> I made a prayer to really go there with, with a channeled message and I guess that's what happened. Um, thank you. Thank you for reading the Sophia Code with me this evening. Thank you for being open to walking along that path of self-love into uh, new places about that in-between space of, of where we can love ourselves with even greater presence and tenderness. Uh, as we close, I want to invite you to take a moment and bring your hands to your heart and thank your heart for choosing the resonance of these heavenly teachings for being curious this evening that maybe the path of self-love is sovereign unto itself, that no matter 
where you are traveling in this forest of consciousness. The forest changes and shifts. And in truth, you are safe along that path because it is your higher self that is guiding you. It is your own angelic wings that are administering the grace and the divine interventions that are calling you forward on this path and helping you to become even more present to the gift of this present moment, which is leading us only and ever to more love. And with all the love in my heart, I wish you a beautiful evening or day wherever you are in the world. It's been such an honor to gather with you this evening and to share in the teachings of the Sophia Code. And I look forward to being back here with you for this free ministerial offering next month on the third Sunday of the month. And uh, if you have any questions about the Sophia Code, uh, our mystery school curriculums, and our incredible Sovereign Soul events that are happening live this year, our next stop is Austin, Texas, for the Sovereign Spiritual Leadership Immersive. Feel free to reach out to my team angels at kyara.com. And they'd be happy to answer any of your questions about this incredible live event that's coming up. All my love to you. Namaste, angels. You're just the best people ever.